0: about uh, ro- anything Rocket League related, anything esports related, and then uh, obviously stuff around Havoc esports um, as a whole. Um, so I guess we'll move into the interview um, for Kilo uh, so we can get a little more information about you. Um, Great. So who you are, uh, how did you get into Rocket League, uh, what team you play for in Havoc, and all that good stuff.
1: I got into Rocket League, my boy Say. He's like, yo, try this game out. I used to play Fortnite. He's like, yo, try this little car game. I'm like, oh, bet. And then I tried it out. I did the free version on PS4. And then eventually I actually liked the game enough to actually buy it just to not be able to play it for like a year. And then I got a computer and then I got the game on Steam. And then I just got the game. And I joined Havoc through my boys. They played on Team Cypher. Eventually they replaced a player and I replaced him and now i just play with them and then eventually the team it just ended and then we went to a new team called sgg spunky guns gaming and then now i just play with them and it's been pretty nice yeah i was just telling him.
0: pretty good success this first split too uh okay. you did. second place overall yep how was that
1: that the last game was a little rough we weren't all there, but we got second place for the first time playing in Havoc. It wasn't too bad, but we could have done a lot better, but that's not i I'll tell you second place.
2: Hey, it knows a lot about second place. It does. <laughs> it mm-hmm. Yeah, Kilo, I don't know
0: if you're aware, but if there's a if there's a competition for making like either top two or top four without ever finishing first place in Havoc, I'm probably in
2: the... No, not probably. That is, that's either. unfortunate. Yeah, no, I Number am. one uncontested <laughs> player, yeah
0: you mean number one contested player. <laughs> like, uncontested
2: uncontested only you oh only okay you.
0: but i mean like in the reality of of like i'm contested isn't like i lose every single grand yeah
2: final. that yeah that as well yeah
0: yeah maximum contested for for winning grand finals but
2: that's true you know
0: it is what it is and i was actually helping coach you guys uh kilo during yeah. all's grand final run for for split one um hopefully I wasn't bothering you guys too much but it was nice to be able to
1: I enjoyed it I think we learned a lot you should definitely do it more though I gotta improve a little more but that's pretty good
0: absolutely mm. uh speaking of split one uh I guess we can talk overall um about how split one went um Benji do you have any thoughts
2: on it uh, I think there was uh Some people that maybe some people didn't expect to do well, especially Slaughtowns, who I first-hand playing against them. They were a lot more than I thought they were going to be, you know, know, because I hadn't heard any players. But playing against them, they're really underrated. Well, they were not as much anymore. So I think they have a lot of potential going into split two. but team Guild, especially, you know, expected to win, they did win. So, you know, living up to the hype of that team, cosmic alkaline players like that. So I think that when, pretty expected in some ways, but unexpected in others.
0: Absolutely. You know who actually did, I was super surprised by, was, uh, I think it was Sloth Dark, right? Who got second place?
2: Yeah, that was, that was what I was talking about. I think we lost to them. We actually got, you know, it, it was, we got thrown around a little bit. It was, uh, I really didn't expect to, because, you know, I hadn't heard any of the players This, leave their first season havoc for all of them. So, didn't expect much from them. But I was, Pleas- pleasantly surprised not in the moment because you know we lost to them but after just seeing you know pretty good teams so i think they have a lot of potential going into the next split which will take place pretty shortly here but you know definitely more contenders for that first spot than previously thought
0: absolutely dude i mean with, i think the the ceiling has been raised exponentially in what havoc league played uh was like three or four seasons to go to what it is now i mean there, there was a time that the, it was me, picks and memento winning like 14 straight series
2: yeah like, there it was a, just like yeah.
0: it's crazy to think that that was the best of league play at that time and and how I more mean, have come
2: yeah we've always had where it's one star player on a team that completely carries your team for the entire season so it's good to see that it's not it's shifted away from instead of there being one star player on a team that completely pulls your team there's multiple players performing each game even each uh, series. So instead of having just one player doing everything, you have a full team aspect, which is kind of one of the core aspects here of trying to build a good team environment where you can learn to be a part of a team and work through that aspects of how to work with other people.
0: Yeah, it's definitely felt a lot more team oriented in, in, I think, these last two seasons. Uh, like you said, it used to be just, just one goaded carry on uh, the, each of the top teams, and it was kind of just a fight of if your teammates could not throw to see if how well you did but uh Caleb do you keep up with uh mainly at all
1: i don't but I, pr- I probably should start
2: i probably should you'll be there in one day hopefully so you know hopefully I was, yeah. You know. yeah that should probably say you right
0: in my mind like the best best player in uh academy like for sure dude i appreciate like, that he, he does not look like an academy player
2: at all i mean i haven't watched much academy but from what I've seen of previous Academy seasons, where it's a, you can see a standout player where you look at them play versus Academy and you kind of just realize that they have the potential to move into main league. And they usually always do. I remember seeing players like Tizarro, uh Loki, uh, I think Abdiel even was in the promotional relegation tournament for Academy. So seeing him, you know, clearly destroy on Academy players, it's kind of just like, you can recognize that they're just a step of the rest. And then you see that, you know, them progress a couple seasons and just see how far they can go. And some of them even have a, that chance to even go like maybe GC3, SSL, so definitely potential. You can go from academy to make it all the way up.
0: Dude, that's that's Kilo for sure. He's he's over here like double flip setting on
2: mm-hmm.
0: regulars in mean, and, and academy league.
2: That's just happened with Rock League especially where mechs are more of a more common thing. So you see people, people even in lower ranks, know how to flip reset, they know to the ceiling shot it's about actually being able to execute them. And then it's even more of a mental game where you have to fake out stuff. So I was just talking about this today where the meta has kind of shifted where also you use ceiling shots as an example, where before ceiling shots, when it was a new thing, you just did it and did it immediately super fast. And then people started delaying your ceiling shots. And then people started, you know, doing all that stuff, but it's, the meta has come back to doing it immediately because everybody knows how to counter what you've been doing, where you just fake it out and stuff like that. So I think it's just interesting.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, like dude, if, as somebody who's been, like, GC for, I don't know, too many seasons now without ever, like, progressing beyond that, the the GC that I first touched, like, in Season 13 is, like, you take GCs from Season 13 against, like, GC1s now, and it's, like, a complete difference. I mean, even, like, C2s are at, like, the mechanical level that, like, GC used to be at. Yeah. That, like, 15 1600 used to be at, That seems like. But, but again, I think it, it comes down to... Um, like you said, there's there's counters that come out like with everything, like you look at um, like these new hot players that uh, come out with these absurd ways of playing like Dark when he's incorporating pogos into all these 1v1 games. Uh, eventually there will be more people being able to counter that and then you'll you'll have more adaptation because of that because it, you'll have this new meta that goes on for a while until everybody starts popularizing the, the counter to it. And then you, now you're, your meta has to adapt and evolve and you have a never-ending, you know, rise of the ceiling as far as like mechanics go. But I think an underrated part of it uh, especially is, is the mental game like, like you were touching on and, and smarts in general. You, like players like Turbo Pulsa, and obviously at a, at a pro level you have to like have some, you know, level of good consistent mechanics. But he's not a flashy mechanical player. And, you know, being a four-time world champion, it shows that if you can play smart enough, you can make up for the the lack of, you know, flash mechanics to get by as long as you're solid enough of a player.
2: Yeah, I think that's what happens in lower ranks, especially where these lower rank players, they watch pros play. You know, you watch a squishy video. You see all these mechanics happening on the screen. You see it actually happening, but what you don't see is the mental process that goes behind the, all the decisions that happen that kind of just go by, like, positioning and stuff like that. So you don't actually see that happening, but what you do see is the mechanics, so they constantly practice those. They get really good at those, but they actually are lackluster what they need to be in that positioning aspect. So it takes... I know especially was what happened with me where I knew all the mechanics, but you kind of had to learn how to play the game normally, which takes a lot longer than you'd expect instead of just, you know, practicing the same mechanic over and over again, you know? Constantly doing a ceiling shot training pack. So...
0: Yeah. Dude, that's like... Uh, and I don't want to... Um poopoo on his name too much, but I don't know if you've ever met Alting or Thomas. Um, he's a very mechanical based player, but his like traditional sense of just playing the game is so altered because he's been so focused on mechanics for years that he doesn't think about the, the the afterwards like he he's not focused on the recovery coming off of his mechanics. So he he's quick to use every single lick of boost that he has getting across the field trying to do an air dribble. And then doesn't realize that he's leaving his teammates back. And he's stuck out of position for ten and a half millennia before he can get back. And he has to struggle to, you know, keep it where he's at. Even though his mechanical ability is, like, far more than, like, where I'm at. Like, his mechanics are really, really good. But he just hasn't learned all of it as a whole. Because there's a way to put it all together. That's why players like Nepo can do all these crazy things at once because his recoveries are so insanely quick that he can counter the, you know, traditional, um, being too all-in, like, for certain mechanical, like, flashy plays.
2: Yeah, and I think I've seen that especially in Academy where you have these two different types of players. You have the players who focus primarily on mechanics and the flashy stuff, and you see them, they have their moments in Academy, especially, you know, this where he has and stuff like that, but you also see the players who focus a lot more on positioning and game sense, so, so you see those players, and it's just kind of, you see the diversity of it, especially on the same team sometimes, which that means that while some players are learning mechanics, some players are learning uh, positioning and stuff in the same league, because they both have to be learned eventually. So it's kind of, Academy is a really good place to see your weaknesses, especially off other players, what they have, and then build off top of that and become a better overall player holistically.
0: Hey, Elo, have you uh like felt any of uh these like difficulties like being in academy and being a more mechanically advanced player do you do you have issues where uh you, you don't feel like you maybe have the the smart aspect of the game or oh, like oh where, yeah where kind of all the
1: time all like i focus like a lot of mechanics and that's making me play a little bad when it comes to like game sense and rotation but like i've been working on rotation a lot more now than like i used to but it definitely does affect you like you should definitely like play the game more so you can like get better mechanically and games wise But yeah
0: yeah i mean i agree and and i've reviewed uh quite a few of uh your teams replays um and i will say for like the traditional you know crazy mechanical player you're not one to that i see struggling with with the other aspects of the game you don't see like you're you're putting your teammates in bad positions to try to like do some crazy solo play that's never going to work uh, you, you seem to have a, a better understanding which is why i say that i think you're probably the best player in uh, academy because you have it, it's easy to see that potential because you can have somebody like uh, ulti who is just as mechanical like as you are but he doesn't have near as much of the the same game sense or, or understanding yeah. of ha- team play in the way that uh right. I think that you do and it, i've only seen you play a little bit but you seem to have you seem to have it down pretty good and
1: i think appreciate uh, that i will keep running hopefully i can get a lot better
0: it, for sure this man this man is a go absolutely
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Although I do change my sense like every single time I get on, which is is holding me back a lot, and I you guys should not do this. But every time I get on, I'm like, oh, I feel heavy. I raise it, and I, I get used to it. And then the next day, I, I don't like this. I'm gonna go back down, and then I feel heavy for the next three days. And then when I finally get used to it, I'm like, I can't spin in the air, and I go back up. and <laughs> it Just it's back and forth, and then you make no progress. So it's
0: all yeah, about. I, good. I know Luke talks about this. A lot um but it's not about raising the ceiling because the ceiling is only you're only at the ceiling like mm. you know a small percentage of the time it's all about raising your floor it's all about the consistency of it like your worst day needs to be you know at a competitive level you're not going to be able to compete because like actual competition is an yeah. extended period of you playing like you look at just like the league play right you can be you know somebody who who peaks on certain days and play and have a league played but you know when you have a five eight month long season and you're playing however many series throughout that season if you're not a consistent enough player you're gonna lose some series you're gonna lose some games and, and especially yep. in like a, a playoff setting uh, if you have to play six series and win all of them to take the grand finals then you know I, it's you have to be consistent enough, and, and Luke talks about the lot. You have to, you have to raise your floor. Um, yep. Consistency's key, and look at look pro players—they play how many scrims a day, dude? Like, I mean, they—they're uh, constantly playing, constantly yep. trying to keep up that consistency, which I think a lot of people don't focus on near as much. Um, I think that's why Luke harps on it so much. these your your worst day needs to be, you know, able to compete. Or you're, you're just gonna you're gonna lose if it's your worst day you're gonna lose if your if you're if your floor is not not up Indeed. um so on that i guess we can go ahead and start talking about uh split two what's upcoming uh and uh I, i'm curious benji who do you i want to i want to hear your bet on who do you think's taking it all
2: i think it's gonna think be team t- t- white honestly let's uh, go man I think Team White, you know, there's a lot of fire. We got a lot of new players coming in. Lost players coming in, so definitely some potential there for Team White. We got uh slot dark we're talking about, but I mean the actual clear game is probably are gonna be Team Golden. Won it last time. I think they're having some new additions as well, so definitely a super team incoming and it's gonna fall to one of the teams to go and challenge them. So whether that's gonna be Team White, Slot Dark, anybody else, it's gonna have to be one of the teams to step up and go challenge them. For split two and then eventually the playoffs, so still the uh, especially the uh, tournament we saw, uh, I think it was two days ago yesterday. The have a Christmas tournament, Team Gold Numbers won that as well. So, definitely hyping themselves up for a Split Two and definitely the clear favorites going into Split Two. I-, I agree with you. Also, uh,
0: just for reference, I also have Team White taking it all. Yep, how. How could you not? And Kilo, just for reference, if you didn't know, uh, Benji's my teammate on uh, Team that's White. True. So
2: that's, true. that's oh. true.
0: uh And we Team White actually making some some roster changes. We we lost Pixacorn. He he went to Team Gold, and so mm-hmm. I think Team Gold consists now of Cosmic Pixacorn, K Frost. I think K Frost. Yeah. Uh, did, he, did they confirm that?
2: I think so. Yeah. Which that's is a team people. outside of Havoc. Jesus yeah. so yeah definitely no shy uh they're doing like
0: there. rlcs qual stuff and stuff together now
2: huh yeah it's an, it's an entire team so definitely more than just having but having teams have to face them so as i said it's a super team definitely so gonna have to see who could step up to the level of play especially that it they demonstrated last season but i think that split two is going to be kind of split one maybe in the preparation phase this is just to see how everything is going to look like look like finalized before playoffs before the champion stage whatever we call it the last part of it this is going to test the waters and see who's going to make it who isn't going to make it and more importantly who is looking like they're a top three contender top four contender looking like they have what it takes to win it all
0: kilo i want your opinion
2: bro who do you who do you have team gold thinking it all, team gold, gold. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> miss that team white bro <laughs> Wrong color, wrong color.
0: I i obviously, uh, I think your mic's bugging. Uh, <laughs> out of, like, oh yeah, yeah. Off. Let me
1: fix that. Let me fix that. I Dang. meant to say Team White. Dang.
0: Oh okay, there we go. I <laughs>
1: my microphone lagged a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No. No worries. <laughs> have you Have you watched uh them like you say you don't keep up with with the main league all that much? But have you watched uh like Team Gold or any of them play? I haven't.
1: The- I haven't seen anybody play on main.
0: Did they're uh, <clears throat> team gold, like they're uh, at least in their in their previous roster iteration, um, really good team. Like I mean, Cosmic, obviously. Like, what is he? Is he still top ten in ones now? Yeah, know. he's is like
2: top four. He, he's top five, yeah. Top five. He, wow. he's the, checked, he highest, re- yeah, he's the highest rated North American 1v1 player at the Dude, moment.
0: That's yeah. that's insane. Cosmic has, I, and I thought that Cosmic even like when he came around was. You know, really, really up there, as far as like where he is. You, you see players come in like like Abdul, who really wasn't that good of a player when he started coming around, and then has progressed a bunch. And you're like, oh my gosh, that dude progressed a bunch. But Cosmic, who started up here, has even progressed a lot. I mean, he's yeah. doing great things, like yeah. really, really good things. That that dude has no limitations. But he if he keeps staying on the track that he's on, because what is he? Is
2: he 15? Uh, 16, I believe still very young very young so yeah
0: for sure dude easily could get into i know that he's been in talks with the uh, fear about getting on a show match yeah that'd be pretty cool dude there's there's probably going to be a day sometime soon that we see cosmic on a on johnny boy's channel for a one v one show match against somebody else that would be that'd be awesome dude i mean props to props to cosmic for you know doing great things like that i mean that's uh that's insane obviously uh the dude has either no brain or the world's strongest brain for being able to put up with 1v1 endlessly day after day because did i want to uh punch a hole through my monitor i could never i could never yeah i'm telling you does that happen to you like i just. it's it's
1: infuriating yeah (laughs) all the time i think i actually have a hole in my wall i could show (laughs) you guys later but i actually do have a hole in my wall it it, it isn't beautiful but yeah i can do one so i don't understand how the cosplay can do it
2: like it's yeah. it's impressive, but yeah. I mean, you got Pixcar as well. Who he started out. I think he's been in havoc for two years. Around that, he's been in havoc for quite a while, and he's always been afloat. He's always been considered, probably in my opinion, as always the best player in havoc, just individually speaking. And he's always been on team white. Now he's on team gold. But you know, he's always been here. I think this is the finally the moment where he's going to show what he can do, but not to mocking panda, but you know, with teammates of his caliber teammates at his level so i think once he find once he's finally got that i think this is probably going to be an even scarier team white than we saw or team gold star that we saw last season and definitely going to be like i would, it'll be good just to get a couple of game wins let alone a series win off them but i do believe we have some good teams that will be able to match them
0: absolutely i mean like like we were talking about before sloth dart unexpectedly well, I, I don't mean unexpectedly and like I, I just wasn't expecting much out of them when we when we faced them and they got clapped around pretty good, uh, and if they continue to play like that, I think that they'd be a pretty good contender for Team Gold. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see how they um, how they stack up against the... <clears throat> each other. But <laughs> uh, sorry, um, but you know, I mean, it's going to be like you said; it's going to be pretty nuts. Uh, there's there's going to be a whole lot of, of competition and really really good teams. I think uh, Team White. Given that we lost Picks, even though as sad as it is, and I will, I will always support, always support Picks. I'm good friends with him. Uh, I'm happy for him to be doing what is best for him. But I think Picks's issue that uh, maybe like Team White can capitalize on is like the consistency of the mental game. Because Picks, kind of, I think I, in in my opinion, from having played around Picks for like well over a year now, I think it's probably coming up on two years, is. Just his when he gets in a bad mood or, or thinks something unfortunate has happened, like mid game or mid series, his mental and his uh, it it just like it goes out the window, and he's he's not he's not the same player that started that series. And I think yeah. that, that that's probably his big downfall. And I think uh, that's going to be something that the other teams could try to capitalize on. I'm I think Cosmic's less affected by that, but Cosmic seems like. The type of person maybe you know a bit better than i do benji about cosmic's like mental game like mid series
2: but yeah it's kind of more of a like slow tilt like, you you won't see him like completely rage out or anything you'll see him kind of get a little bit annoyed at these type of things so but again I, I don't see that that'd be much of an issue especially if they have players like they don't have to fully carry they have to perform at the highest level of caliber they just have to perform well enough that they're not being a a deficit to the team. They don't have to be an asset, they just kind of have to be there at that point. Which is good for the players on that team. I don't know Kay Frost too much, but I do know that he's definitely a very skilled player, so definitely high potential in the reigning champions of Split 1 going into Split 2. For sure.
0: Um, Hilo, uh question from chat. Uh, they want to know what uh, your thoughts on how Academy's going to go for Split 2.
1: Mm, that's a good question, because... Split one went absolutely no way. Like we thought it would, but I think split two could go. Well, if my team decide to scrim more, I do have to talk to my teammates. They they're liking us. We're liking on scrims. We've been struggling to find scrims also, but I think if we all put in the work, I think, I think we could take it. Like we lost to dude's team and during scrims, we used to actually do really good against them. I believe at some point it was 11 and three. And then when it was game day, we actually lost. I don't know what went wrong. I know we were like tilted. Like I have a problem where I imagine something bad, and then I keep thinking about it, and it just it affects me so much in game. It causes me to hesitate. I'm like, holy crap, like stuff could go bad. But yeah, I need to work on my mental, and we need to start screaming a lot more. I'm personally gonna be grinding every single day, but yeah, that's just me. I don't know are about you, my teammates. Are you still I
0: can't with the the same two guys that you were before. Yep. Yep. So that's. One of them's name is like Chair or something like that. Mrs. Chair. Yeah. Yeah. He's the man. And then uh, who's your who's your third?
1: Uh, say. Say.
0: Who? Say. Zay. Gonna... Yeah. Zay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's been a minute. I haven't studied the names too well, but but yeah, dude. I right. I think that y'all work uh really well together. I just think that if uh y'all just like do a little patching some some holes yeah like as a team um there's just i think there's a few um like teamwork patches to be made and i think mm-hmm. if y'all do that y'all like by far like are the best team in academy y'all, i think i'll definitely take split two in the championships for sure um i think so too really well together i just think that
1: like, a lot of inconsistency on the
0: same page. Yeah. yeah. All with the same thing. There's just, there's different, there's different paths and different roads to, to get to the same location. And I think that's what some teams say sometimes. It's just, you know, uh, everybody's going in the same direction, but you're just not on the same path. Right. Benji, the Kappa in mm. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: mean, um, I think we can transition into our next topic, which would be. RLCS in general and specifically speak the uh the fall major that just ended in Rotterdam which I mean I didn't watch too much of it but when I did watch it it definitely surprised me by how many teams or how close the sk- skill gap is between what we call minor regions and what we call major regions there really is no team that is an underdog at this point any team that performs good on the day can be a top five team in the world and most of them can win the entire these ent- entire big tournaments
0: i mean like historically like oce has been like the you know they're just getting a participation trophy right like yeah and like in the beginning of like sam coming into you know the scene it's kind of the same way like they just weren't on the same yeah, level yeah. obviously furia having gone um in a but i mean dude i mean you look at these teams now and and, and like you said it on, on the day of it's it's whoever shows up can take it you know, from, yeah. from any of these teams. Me personally, dude, I'm super happy that Genji took the, the championship for the Fall Major, dude. I mean, I am super hyped about that team. I've uh, I always liked Noli as a player. Jack is my favorite pro, and uh, it's good to see Chronic where he's at now, based on like where he was at like a year ago.
2: Yeah, I mean, Chronic's story is kind of amazing. He was stuck in the bubble scene for probably years, I think probably at least two years, and A team, an org like Genji, who, big org, they have a lot of, South Korean org, they have a lot of big teams. They come into Rocket League, they pick up this relatively, you know, I wouldn't say Wasp, but just unknown North American bubble player. And to see him perform at the highest level and do good and be recognized for his play at the highest level is incredible. And a story I also want to highlight is uh, what I saw, they got third, fourth, team secret. Very, very unexpected because they weren't even doing the best in their own region in south america you know i'd say that the club were doing better than them there are other teams that were just doing better than them but they come in here they go three and one in the group stage they beat teams like space station and moist especially who Moist went to the grand finals and then they come in and they beat version one who i mean i would consider version one to be the most consistent north american team just because they always perform maybe apart from phase blend, i'd say that they're both probably neck and neck and then they take it to, to Boise esports don't expect it but Woods esports also had a really rough they barely snuck into at fifth place to suck into this land and they had a really good resurgence and made to the grand finals and almost won the entire tournament so definitely whoever plays better on the day as long as you make it to the tournament still have a chance of winning
0: absolutely and like you were talking about like with with chronic's story uh it's not like he was just there and he's just getting carried by jack and, and noli like i mean he was a really strong force like on that team and and i think i wouldn't call him like a carry but and he was he was the crucial part of that team that like without i think if you replace chronic with a different player in the same like sort of like situation i don't i don't think that they they have the same outcome of of how that team works out playing against other top level teams like that so i think that's that's truly amazing for (laughs) <laughs> for them to pick up chronic and and do so well with him, I mean that and this is your first uh like split with um a- as a team and for you to take that major just like first off like that, I mean that's that's awesome. And then with Noli and Jack having switched regions, why why speaking on that, why did they switch from E to NA? Like,
2: I mean, I believe that I mean from Abdex's point of view, he was on Dignitas for the entire season it has had a really good start to rcs 21 22. They they won i think I believe it was the first regional in like august of 2021 they made it to the fall major they didn't do too well i think they got they went three on the swiss stage and then lost in top eight and then after that it was kind of just a slow decline and then i guess genji offered it to Nali as well so they just both moved yeah i think i believe they were living in toronto for the entire split but incredible consistent it was probably they're the most consistent team in north america they got a two grand final experiences and a win so like that's that's just really really good and they got the fall major win of course so i don't know why it happened but i am happy that it happened as it's making na much more a region with much more depth than before
0: kilo hey, what are your thoughts man like you do you keep up with rlcs and all that
1: i do and i wish phase did better I just wish that they would take a win at some fourth, point, man. Fourth killer. Fourth killer.
2: I believe Fourth he's gotten, killer. He's gotten four it <laughs> like, every single land. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, yeah. Very so. unfortunate.
1: Hopefully, at some point, maybe next split. Maybe they'll take it home. Maybe they Gosh. make some improvements and finally take it. Like, another, they're another roster, all good.
2: Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe another roster change.
1: Hey, no. No, no, no. Uh, That'd be, like, the, the 27th stable, roster man. change. I don't think a 27th roster change would help too much, but... Yeah. Yeah, I really do think FaZe can take it home. They're my favorite team.
0: I feel like first has like fallen off like heavy, bro. You
1: think so? Why is that?
0: I don't know. I just I used to think of him as like undoubtedly probably like the best player in the world. And I, I, I don't know necessarily that like it's he's fallen off. I just think maybe the competition has risen up to his level and he doesn't have that same edge that he had like in like RLCSX or like even last season i don't know it, it, he just doesn't seem to have near big as an impact on the field as what i'm used to seeing him have I, I don't know maybe it's maybe it's placebo of just watching phase constantly not clutch up <laughs>
2: i don't know i mean i noticed that the first killer it was considered probably the best player in north america for a year up to this point but i think as you said na is just getting more top tier players And it's harder to get that same edge where you can determine yourself as so different from the pack. Because, again, it's all about who performs better on the day. And not everybody has the pop-off days they used to have. So, I think it's just a good thing that we see NA has not one clear-cut best player in the world. But, I think that they might need a roster change to propel themselves forward. Basically, I mean, Frisco is known for kicking his teammates off when they don't perform. Mm -hmm. But, if they do stick with this roster, I think they could do a lot of damage. But, if First killer is in that mindset where he needs, you know, make a roster change, then I don't think anything's going to stop him from actually making the roster change.
0: Just he's so much influence, bro. I don't. Who's letting this man run everything? He's just going to start running <laughs> every single player, and then realize that the common denominator is him.
2: I mean, he's you the know? best player of the world.
0: Dude, I I genuinely believe like he was at one point. I don't know that I share that same thoughts now. I, I don't know. It's yeah. just. and and it sucks for me i i'm a huge g2 fanboy, dude like i mean i the og team of like my my favorites was crow rizzo and jnaps like dude i just wanted to see them take it all like so many times season nine season nine like i i still sit i will die on the hill that season nine g2 world champions like hundred percent i think that is undoubtedly the best team in the world like nobody remember, had the
2: counter yet yeah. for them. I I mean, season ninety-two. You got to talk about the story of season eight, or uh, actually season seven. You go back to season seven. They pick up Chicago. They had a really good run. They got second. They I, I believe that I don't know if you remember, but it was in Newark, New Jersey, grand finals first game. They're up a goal. They drop the they don't drop the ball. They get scored on at zero seconds, and after that, they just completely start losing. I believe that if they didn't, if they won that first game and they didn't get scored on at zero seconds, they probably would have won season seven in that grand finals. But they don't win there. Season eight, actually, in the season seven off season, they're the best team in the world, undoubtedly. They should have won that one land against Dreamhack Montreal, but the peeps won that one. They lost the grand finals to an upset, and then season eight comes around. They had a horrible season. They went like two and five at the end of league play. They dropped out of promotion relegation. They barely don't get relegated to RLRS. They come back for season nine and they win the whole thing. But that's when COVID started, so no land there. So. I mean G2 has definitely a turbulent road in all CS. I think that, especially in this tournament, they went two and three. They barely didn't make it out of groups because they just had a really rough start. They had to pull off the reverse sweep and they lost it by one game or one yeah one game versus Moist in game five. So, I mean G2, I think they had have, have potential to be the best team in the world, but they also have the potential to be one of the worst teams in a tournament, at the same time. It,
0: I think G2 is just so heavily momentum based that yeah. like, when they're on a roll they are so hard to be stopped but when they are in the dumps dude they look abysmally bad dude like i don't <laughs> understand how they could on so many occasions look like you're know, like dude that is the best team in the world like that those are the those three are like the best rocket league players that like are, are playing the game right now and then like literally like the next big event you'd be like why did those guys get an invite to this like
2: yeah
0: it, it looks I mean, like rlrs players like playing that in,
2: in... that's been the whole talk of uh like apac and especially james cheese who went oh and nine they didn't win a single game in uh this land but i mean if you look at the games individually they had some tough competition they're playing against KC, who they actually got perfect swept by in the first round they play against falcons who they actually the last two goals the last two games were one goal games so it's a little bit better there and the last round, they got G2, who, again, still keeping it close. They had an overtime, and they had a one-goal game. So they're, I mean, able to score on the best teams in the world, but they're just not able to put up games or been series versus them. So you have to ask the question of, like, will this region develop in time like it, the OCE region has, like with power? And even with South America, they've developed in time, but regions like APAC, Sub-Saharan Africa, it's just might take a little bit longer for them to actually... Get up to pace with the high level teams.
0: And uh, that was the other thing about G2's like momentum. I think they got robbed at Worlds. I'm not gonna lie, it, it I I will say it was the best thing ever for like my first Rocket League land. I went to LA, and for G2 to, to take that, um, that was just like the most hype moment. Like this, like a picture perfect like memory, like in my brain that will be there forever. But dude, yeah. when G2 like came out on the stage, I don't know if you remember this, but like. JNAPS was like in the zone like you could feel it every single one of them were like they were just like there and you're like dude they are taking this like this is it and then atomic had that like headphone mishap mm. like i don't know his headset wasn't working or something like that and like literally there was a big countdown going on on the screen and then just like nothing and you see some guy like <laughs> scrambling running under the <laughs> under the stands to go get him a new headset and i was like. In that moment, I was like, "It's chalked. It's it's done for. Like it's it's over. Like their momentum's gone. Like they they were ready like in the zone, and then it just it stopped. And then like there was I think a point in the series when they had um, I think they were like coming back in the game, or like they were like tied in the game, and had some stupid like kickoff thing happen, and then just played horribly for the remainder of it. And it was like did they it, again, it's momentum based teams, and that's the thing about momentum based teams is. You, your momentum in the right direction is amazing but your momentum in the wrong direction is going to be your downfall every single time yeah what
1: do, do you guys think do. NRG should do to become good again mm. to become good again <laughs>
2: yeah I think they have they, been lacking they have been lacking for it's coming up to a year now because they the first tournament they really lacked in was the winter major because they didn't even make it to the stage which I mean they ever thought it was a fluke tournament but they ended up really bobbing out of every other tournament that year. So, I think that what they have to do... I know there are rumors of Justin going to Furia. Yep. Which, I I know that was something that could have happened. I don't think it's happening. The the deal fell out, but... I I think think it's lost now. It's going to Furia. It's lost now, but I think lost is going to Furia, yeah. From the club. But, if they actually do want to win, I think... Honestly, these players, they're kind of the the last of the old generation. There's some players like, like JNAPS in it, but... Squishy and Garrett especially have been there basically since day one. So if they want to keep keeping up with them, they have to put in basically more work than the younger players, but like they're older now at that point. They have different priorities in life at that point. So I think that it might have to require a roster change. And my first look would be Squishy. Garrett G is a lot more consistent than Squishy. And he plays a bigger role on the team. Justin, you know, you can't really replace him. So they're trying to replace their coach and stuff like that. But I think Squishy would probably be the first one I'd look to to boot off the team.
0: That's kind of been, like, the biggest, like, difficulty, like, understanding of, like, what has gone on has been the whole NRG situation. Because, like, you look, like, individually at those players, like, every single one of them is, like, I would have in, like, my top 20, like, in the world, like, 100%, probably. Or at least, okay, take away this last, like, year, right? And you have them, like, in the top of the world, like, individually, like, they're top tier players but Mm -hmm. they just i don't know like what it is they just have not been performing but i think you're right like and i think that's something to to speak on is i think there is a completely new generation of rocket league pros that play the game so differently from from what the earlier seasons i mean you just look at like the difference from like season six to now like it's not even anywhere near the same i mean if you were to go like look at like the season one like, World's Grand Finals, like, you're like, dude, that's, like, plat-level gameplay, like, it's horrible. But even from, like, Season 6, you'd say, like, you know, Season 6 players are still, like, dude, you have to be so good at the game to, to, to be winning that World Championship, but, like, the difference nowadays is, I think the difference from, like, Season 1 to Season 6 is, like, similar to the difference from, like, Season 6 to now. Like, mm. I think it's changed so much, and I think that's an issue with a lot of like pros that have been in the scene a long time is, is they get complacent like what has worked for them. And, and there's a point where you're just you're you're not that guy anymore. And I mean yeah. you look at like Lethemir Lethemir was like never a bad player. Like was like was always a decent consistent player in the pro scene. But like he's like thirty now. Like he can't yeah. do the stuff that these new kids even like fourteen year olds that are like pooping on everybody in one v ones. Like, <laughs> just, what are you supposed to do?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a matter of what I think is just that there's more passion for the game because there's less experience with it. And there's more free time on the hands because these younger players especially, it just comes down, you know, you don't have to work. You don't have to do many things, especially some more worries of the mind, especially, where you can't focus your attention fully on what you should be doing on or what you want to be doing, which is the game. So, no matter how hard they tried, they just can't get that edge back that they used to have when they were younger. And by younger, I mean, like, Rocket League has a very, very young age gap. Or, like, a, the time, from time, like, starting to play, from time to retire. Because you look at an eSport, like, CSGO, where those pros, like, at the top of their game at, like, 32 years old. Like, they are very, very older compared to, maybe the top pros are 23, 24 years old. So, it's just a different aspect to the game. I don't know. I've noticed that, but it's never really been something that you need to look at, but it's just always been something that's been there. So.
0: I think uh, with that, we'll move on to our uh, eSports topic, like in general. I don't know how much you guys keep up with anything outside of Rocket League. I used to be pretty into CSGO, but I don't keep up with it near as much anymore. What about you guys?
2: Anything, Kilo? Um... I don't have I don't have too much. Yeah. The only other esport I've really watched is CSGO especially and the only events really that's been happening, and I'm not gonna talk about it too much just because if nobody else has watched it then not too much, but the uh last world final happened. I think it was a couple days ago, and the team that won it was G2, who I mean they haven't really been performing as well as uh, they had a lot of expectations with some of the best players in the world on their team. And they hadn't had a lot of tournament wins to back it up, but this will be, this is the first big tournament win for the team. So I think that they could do very well, but I mean, there was the, uh, esports game awards. And I think that Elden Ring won it right for the game of the year. So that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. That was, uh, I haven't played Elden Ring, but I hear it's a pretty good game. God of War should have taken it. In my opinion. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's just, God, God of War should have play. taken the trophy. <laughs> Yeah, that's also a game. I
0: Do the people that play Elden Ring like play Elden Ring? It's like, yeah. I mean, I say that as if like I don't only play Rocket League. But, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe they're just, I just think they're weird, bro. Yeah. Like, and it's like, like, I think like G2 historically, as far as like their CS side, has been, you know, a really like top of the world team. And it's just, I think it's just yeah. interesting to look at like orgs in general and how you have like an eu-based org um with these best in the world counter strike players and then you have it as an a team for rocket league who's been yeah. like so close to taking it all so many times it just can't yeah, do it yeah.
2: i mean g2 especially in csgo they first had a primarily french roster of french players then i think it was sometime in 2019 the end of 2019 they started transitioning into an international roster which is what we we've yet to see that in rocket league because these teams i mean we see it right now with gen g and this actually could be a big motivating thing where it's international rosters where what we see with rocket league is it's one team from one region speaking the same language whether that be portuguese and you know spanish they speak that one language and they go with it but what we see from csgo is that these players who from different regions especially g2 who has two bosnian players an australian a dane from denmark and then a russian It really no clear cut they all speak english and it's just you build a giant super team an international team and you take trophies with it which i mean that could be the direction that rocket league is headed it's very interesting
0: i would be so excited to to see that to see because i think there's you could you know like cherry pick the best players from each region and just make an absolute super team. Like, I yeah. think if you combine like Yan with like two other just absolute Batira. monsters, Fatira and maybe like Daniel or something, dude, could you yeah. imagine that team?
2: I mean, it, it all comes down to if they can speak English or not, because English is, of course, the language that is used. So, if they can, if they're willing to either learn English or already speak English or, of course, another language, I believe that. Justin already speaks Spanish, so if he were to go to FURIA, then he could have just spoke Spanish on that team. So it's just about if you can get one language to communicating clearly, and if it'll work or not. Because even if you have some of the best players in the world, you still might have different diverse playstyle because regions develop their own playstyle with a game. Because the EU, the EU gameplay is a lot different from the NA gameplay now, even the South American gameplay. So it's just about finding some clear common ground and then working off that to try and build a a connection somehow and then see how far you can take it
0: yeah i think it it definitely like depends like player based like for sure uh talking about like the the language barrier and then obviously like na gameplay traditionally has been a lot more different than, than eu and the same for sam um but if you combine all those if you can find a way to make it all work i think that you'll end up with something really good it's just I think if you if you don't have the pieces that that fit right together, then it'll just never work. It'll just be a mess. But if you can get find a way to make that work right, that would be. I think that'd be amazing. You have unlimited potential for for what these teams can become. I think there's there's people from around the world that, that would work actually really well together, given the right circumstances. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool, man. I I'd love to see esports as a whole like moving to that. Um, i have an off
1: topic off topic question do you guys mm-hmm. feel like learning rocket league helps you like learn a lot faster in other aspects of life like i feel like it it becomes easier to learn something that isn't in rocket league because you play a lot of rocket league and you
2: sit there like learning you I, think like, I think it has to do with anything that you put a lot of time and effort into because especially with rocket league i put in probably over four thousand hours into rocket league it hasn't been in one thing it's been over time and it's been there's been times where you feel like you're not making any progress there's been times where you feel like you've made so much progress there's been ups and downs especially with it so you can learn to go through the process because the process just happens with everything and anything you try and learn to do that is new you're going to face circumstances and situations where you're not going to feel like you're making progress at all you're just stuck in the same spot but if you stay consistent and you stay patient and constantly are trying to learn then yeah. i do think that it can Translate into other things, especially maybe IRL things besides gaming. But Rocket League definitely does teach you a lot of stuff. It taught me kind of just things, how to communicate properly, how to work out well with others. Because especially in Rocket League, you want to be able to be a clear communicator of problems, and you want to be a sort of motivator and leader in and out of the game. Because you want your teammates, you want to give your teammates the best circumstances so you don't want to be putting them down you want to be constantly helping them through maybe they may make a mistake things like that so definitely some things yeah. you can do in rocket league into your life
0: i think like that's a i'm sorry
1: one thing rocket league hasn't helped me improve is my mental i don't know what it is i just cannot fix it I, like i've tried it just i get too negative too fast like anything could upset me and i just cannot come back from it until like i chill out chill in free play watch a show while i play free play like yeah it won't help with that guaranteed yeah
0: i think what one of the things that benji touched on was like actually like really kind of important if you think about like somebody who's put four or five thousand hours into rocket league obviously is in like the top one or two percent of people in, in the world who play the game uh like traditionally um but what's another thing that you have put four or five thousand hours of your life into like learning and doing like yeah. i would i would i would venture that Let's say you played, like, football growing up as a kid, and you played from, like, Little League all the way through high school. I would venture to say that you probably still have not spent 5,000 hours playing football. Like, through all the practices and games, you might maybe be at that point. But, like, then, like, what is football to you at that point? It's it's synonymous to what Rocket League is to you, like, 5,000 hours in, you know? Yeah. But I think there's very few things that the people who take, you know, like, Rocket League or, or any other competitive esport like seriously there's very few things that i think compare to that um obviously it's vastly different than than a lot of other things that you could compare it to but i mean i think
1: art know, like if you spend the same amount of hours you put in rock league and you make it like into art drawing and stuff like eventually you will get better like i don't know anything about art but i'm just assuming that would help I'm you trouble
0: to draw stick figures i don't know that i can oh yeah i, I feel like same, if, bro i could do like Five thousand hours worth of drawing, and I still end up. With I can't a even
1: do a straight stick. Like it would not be straight.
0: <laughs> dude, I, it, it, that's just one of those things. Like I, don't have a. I don't want to say I don't have a creative mind, but like I, I, I have the ideas. I just like I know. my fingers cannot
1: putting it in there. It's just impossible. Yeah. For me.
0: yeah. Some people have it. And some people don't. I mean, I think yeah. it's kind of like, dude. I've met people. Like some people just pick up on stuff insanely quick. Like yeah. Benji, do you remember Pixie? Uh,
2: I do. Remember play Pixie, Havoc.
0: Yeah. Do you know like what his total hours are in Rocket League, like ever? No. Like six hundred. Yeah. And he and he was like at at one point in time was like in the top of Havoc, and like it, again has been like a Grand champ player for like a long time, and has like six hundred hours in the game. Like that is bonkers to me. Dude. I I don't understand how people pick up on stuff that that quickly and and excel. I don't know maybe it's because i'm getting older now i'm in the uh mentoring the geriatric stage of, of rocket league players being 24 i'm like phasing out until like i physically cannot compete anymore with these young kids man there's something about it it's just the kids and kids like we know this like pick up new skills and abilities significantly faster than adults yeah. do. they just have that ability and and then some kids on top of that just are innately good at rocket league from picking up a controller so yeah but on that i think we're going to transition uh into our closing statements um i do want to give a special shout out to uh luke the ceo of havoc has been extremely helpful in putting this podcast together um he's done a lot of uh, behind the scene work and, and assisting us and and he's actually running production for us right now because we had uh, we, we had a cutback in <laughs> staffing, and so we needed some assistance. And, of course, Luke stepped up to the plate as per usual. Uh, special thanks to Benji for being a top-tier co-host, um, first podcast, and uh, my man, even even when he's coming coming off of a, a sickness, he's been sick for a couple of days, still stills here doing it. So special thanks to you, Benji. I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, thank you to kilo first ever special guest on the podcast i appreciate you like for literally sure. 10 minutes before we went live uh yep. agreeing to come in and, and be our guest i appreciate all that and um, some other people tim does some research for us so does cosmic and uh finest typically does production so thank you to all those people uh, and with that we're gonna wrap up the very first havoc esports podcast thank you for everybody taking a listen